This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash happier. Visit IXL.com slash happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about how you can push through a 30-day challenge, and we'll do a deep dive into listeners' one-word themes for the year. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am in my home office in New York City, and joining me today from L.A. is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft who's already living up to her one-word theme. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Gretch, my one-word theme is step, and I'm doing lots of stepping. So that's good. That's good. (laughs) Before we launch into this week's Try This at Home, we got an interesting update from a listener because in episode 355, we talked about distance self-talk. And in 362, we talked about a listener's suggestion to use distance self-talk by giving yourself a derby name. And our listener, Mary, had yet another twist on the idea of talking to yourself in the third person. Yes, she says, I just listened to episode 355, and I was so excited to hear you talk about distance self-talk. I have been thinking about this concept for a couple days, but didn't know the term for it. I have been applying it in a slightly different way, and I wonder if anyone else does this too. I seem to have an internal force inside me or alter ego that tries to convince me not to do things that I know are good for me, like going to the gym, doing yoga, walking, etc. I have named this alter ego a different name for my own, and whenever I start to look for loopholes to get out of something, I attribute this to the alter ego and I am better able to get myself out of the loophole-seeking mode. I can be sassy or gentle with my alter ego while I explain to her that we are going out to do the activity regardless regardless of what she wants to do right now. Something about this internal distancing gives me more power over these kinds of self-sabotaging thoughts. Thank you so much for talking about this very fascinating strategy. 
I love this, Gretchen. And of course, I'm trying to think of what my alter ego bad girl name is going to be. Right. It could be your middle name. It could be your name backwards. Think of all these different names for different aspects of ourselves. Yes. And another thing to mention before we launch in is on my shop, GretchenRubin.com slash shop, we have a lot of things related to the four tendencies. We hear from listeners all the time who are very excited about their tendencies. So if you want a four tendencies mug or a choose the bigger life mug, there's a lot of stuff there that you might want to check out. So I just wanted to mention the shop. Now, Elizabeth, this week's Try This at Home is to push beyond a 30-day challenge. And this was inspired by a listener question. This comes from Winter. I'm writing because I'm trying to figure out how to continue with something that is on my 22 and 22 list. You see, on my list for 2022 is a 30-day yoga challenge, and I have done it every January for probably the last six years, and I love it. The challenge pushes all of my obliger buttons, and I show up every day, and I feel stronger, more relaxed, and healthier. But once the challenge is over, I hardly ever find myself practicing regularly. I want to be someone who practices regularly because I love how how I feel and look. And honestly, I don't want to find myself in 20 years not able to get out of a chair without help. But I find that once I've checked that box, I'm moving on. By the way, this happens a lot in other areas of my life. I run or bike in preparation for a race. I declutter because I've signed up for a course. I go to bed at a reasonable hour because I'm on a sleep study. But once the race, the course, study are done, I'm no longer doing any of those good habits. Can one be too obligatory to that outer accountability? Help. Do you or your listeners have suggestions for me to actually continue doing yoga after January 31st? Such a common issue. Brett. It's such a common issue. There is such a challenge to challenges. I have so yes. many thoughts because this comes up all the time. Yes. First of all, I want to distinguish between two kinds of challenges because sometimes a challenge okay. is an experiment. It's a way to try something out. So maybe like you give up dairy because you want to see, does dairy not agree with you? And so you're just experimenting to see what that's going to be like. So you're not really trying to change a habit. It's more like you want to see how some change in your behavior or actions would affect you. And so doing it for 30 days is a great experiment. At the end of 30 days, you can sort of say like, how did that go? And evaluate. Winter is trying to use a challenge in a different way. And that is to try to jumpstart a habit. It's the idea that if I do this very intensely for 30 days, that's going to start me off. And then after that, my habit is going to be already ingrained. It's going to be effortless. And so I'm going to start with this 30-day intense challenge, and then the habit is set. Gretchen, you are very aware of the problem of the finish line. Yes. If you have that finish line, the end of the 30 days, then you can just fall apart after. And you always say what you need to do is think of it not as a finish line, but a milestone. Absolutely. There's a real issue with finish lines. For one thing, you're finished. And when you hit the finish line, you feel like, well, I'm done. If you keep going, mm. you feel like you have to start over. Strangely, mm. starting over is often harder than starting. At first, it didn't seem that hard. But then when you need to start over, all the novelty is gone, the excitement is gone, mm. and starting over can be hard. I think instead of thinking about finish lines and celebrating day 31 or day 30, it's better to think about milestones. Because 30 days of yoga is a very satisfying milestone, but it is only one of mm -hmm. many, many milestones that you would pass in a lifetime of yoga. You're not finished. Yes, you ran that 5K, 
But that is just one milestone in a lifetime where you will run many, many 5Ks. So how do you set yourself up for doing that? So it's very helpful to think about celebrating milestones because instead of just the fanfare for day 30 or day 31, you want to think of ways to celebrate and memorialize the fact that you've come so far, you've hit that milestone, and these can be very imaginative. One thing to do is you could buy yourself a beautiful tool or a helpful tool because, hey, you've done 30 days of yoga, maybe you get a new yoga mat, but the fact is a yoga mat is only useful if you keep doing yoga. It's sort of a milestone marker related to the idea of keeping going. You also might notice how good you feel. Really think about, oh, wow, I'm sleeping better at night. I'm getting more energy during the day. Really think of all the benefits that you're gaining. Don't you need to like keep track or schedule or something so there's more on the horizon? 100%. So I have the Don't Break the Chain Habit Tracker. One of the reasons that this is helpful is you don't artificially hit a finish line and say you're done because you're like, no, I'm going to keep going. Oh, yay. Maybe I'll circle this day in red, but I'm going to keep going because I don't want to break that chain on day 30. Another thing is to claim the identity. I had a friend who did yoga for like two years and I was saying, oh, well, you're a real yoga person. And she's like, well, I wouldn't call myself a yoga person. Mm -hmm. Why the heck not? Then who Who is, is, right? So really say to yourself, I am a person who does yoga. I play piano. I'm a writer. Sometimes it can feel scary to claim an identity, but I think that that can help us see our behavior and our habits as something that's continuing in the future because you don't change your identity just because you've hit a 30-day deadline. The race thing is a great example where you should sign up for another race Yes, before you even run the first one, because why not? No, I have a friend who says that you should always start your next book before you end your first book. You're like already in the mode Uh so that you don't have that feeling of, oh, I'm finished, and now I'm taking a break, and oh, when am I going to start again? It, It can start to really weigh you down. The other problem with the challenge is kind of the all or nothing quality, the challenges. Often Mm. they are like, do it every day for 30 days and you get really into it. And the fact is we can do just about anything for 30 days. And it's so clear, I have to do it. There's no decision fatigue. I'm all the way in. But that isn't really helping us figure out how to set ourselves up for a realistic, manageable habit going forward. And that's messy. What does that look Mm -hmm. like? That might be one thing that Winter's struggling with. It's like, oh, in the 30-day challenge, I'm doing it. I'm all in. I feel accountable to the challenge. But then when the challenge is over, she hasn't built any other outer accountability for herself. One thing that can happen is if you're doing it every day and then you're like, well, going forward, I'm going to do yoga three times a week, that can feel like a compromise. Like I'm slacking off. I was doing so much yoga. But that wasn't really very realistic. Again, it could be a good experiment. It could be fun, intense on its own, but it doesn't help you figure out how to set up the habit. That's the problem is people think, I don't have to do all that work of what does this look like? When am I going to do it? What's my form of outer accountability? All this stuff that we talk about, because you have to think that through. And the 30-day challenge isn't set up to help you think that through. One thing as a fellow obliger, I think could help Winter is if she could involve another person in these challenges. For instance, if she had a friend, even if you're not going to a yoga place, even if you're doing it online, you and your friend could do the same class at the same time and then talk about it. Even if that's once a week and then you have something else on Thursdays for your yoga thing so that you have that set up. Or the way you and a friend hold each other accountable for 10,000 steps. You text each other at 5,000. Just text and 10,000. It doesn't take much. 
you have to incorporate that. The 30-day challenge itself may give you that sense of accountability. Then when it's over, you just have to start all over again. Just the decision fatigue. I'm an abstainer. Yes. I talk about a lot about the strategy of abstaining. And I'm also kind of like a do every day. I'm going to go to the Metropolitan mm. Museum every day. Because for me, it's easier mm -hmm. to be all or nothing. Yeah. I want to keep up a streak or I want to abstain altogether. Many people, that doesn't work for them. And they need to feel like, what right. does work? And how can I create this in a way that's more sustainable. And that takes a lot of self-knowledge. Yeah. And if she decides my streak is three times yeah. a week, for instance, then that's the streak. Exactly. Right? If by chance you don't know what an obliger is or whether you're an obliger, you can take the quiz at quiz.gretchenrubin.com. It's free and quick. I do think that this is such an important question and it's such a common problem that I've written two big blog yeah. posts, one about <laughs> the all or nothing problem and one about the finish line problem. So if you sort of want to read something written about these two things. If you, like Winter, struggle with this, I will post a link to those two blog posts, too, where I, I tackle those questions in two different places. So let us know if you do try this at home and how you've managed to push beyond the 30 days of a 30-day challenge. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is at happiercast.com slash 363 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a happiness hack about swallowing pills, but first this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you wanna find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. 
Okay, Gretchen, it is time for this week's happiness hack, and it's about swallowing pills. The thing is, for many people, happiness stumbling block to both health and happiness is taking medication regularly. This can be challenging if you have problems swallowing pills. It turns out it's very common to have trouble swallowing pills, even if you don't have trouble swallowing food and drink. If you do have trouble swallowing food and drink, that is a real issue to get checked out by a doctor. That's serious. But there are certain ways to make it easier to swallow pills. One thing you can do is drink a cold beverage first to help lubricate the throat and keep drinking after you've swallowed to help it go down. Right. So that's sort of the groundwork. But then for the actual yeah. swallowing, studies show that the lean forward method helps a lot of people. So you put the capsule on your tongue, you take a sip of water, but you don't swallow yet. You tilt your chin slightly forward on your chest, yeah. then swallow the capsule in the water with your head bent forward. That really works. You can also place yeah. the pill in the center of a teaspoon of something with a pureed consistency, like yogurt or applesauce or pudding, and that can help it slide yes. down. Another thing to do is ask if it's available in a liquid form. Many pills are. Right. And if not, you can ask your doctor if you can cut it in half and crush it, and then you place it in the applesauce or food and take it that way. But you have to ask your doctor because there is medication that you yes. cannot crush. And so don't do that <laughs> without consulting. Right. right. And then the final thing you can do is you can just experiment with different head postures. And it turns out that for some people... It's easier to swallow when they turn their head to the left or to the right. And when we were home uh, for the holidays, Elizabeth, our father told us that he discovered that mm. if he turned his head to the left, that helped him with pills. He just happened to notice that. So experiment. If this is something that's difficult for you, it may be that there's an easier way. And I just want to mention, Gretch, when Jack was having trouble uh, swallowing pills, we had him practice with Tic Tacs because obviously you don't want to just keep swallowing a bunch of pills, <laughs> but it's hard if you can only practice once a day. Oh. Excellent. So we hope that that makes people happier, um, yes. more easily yes. taking a pill. Reminds me of the time when it was we talked about Eleanor and uh, how she figured out how to put contact lenses in. If it's if it's <laughs> if it's an issue for you, it's a big it's a big boost um, to have a fix. Let's talk about one word themes. We have heard from so many listeners. Um, in episode three fifty eight, we talked about one word themes for the year and suggested listeners choose a theme for twenty twenty two and let us know what they chose. Elizabeth. It's been so fun to see these. As always, we cannot get enough. Yeah. So we're going to do a lightning round, yes. Gretch, where we just go through these and resist our urge to stop and discuss <laughs> everyone in detail. Remind people what yours is. You've got a really good one. Mine is step. Yes. Step into the future, step, take steps, all of that. Step. How about you? Uh, mine is salt. Thank you to all the listeners who've sent me a lot of ideas for how to take salt to be a bigger idea. And one listener actually has pepper. So I thought that was fun, ah. salt and pepper. Lindsay said her word is reverie. She writes, I've had so many changes and challenges in the last years and have pushed myself hard to grow and achieve. I like the idea of rest 22 and 22 and getting a little lost in daydreams and thoughts aligns well with resting physically, mentally, and emotionally. I'm excited to see where my daydreams can take me in the new year. Katie's word is action. She says, and when I hear it in my head, it's like a movie director, action. I'm a planner, thinker, strategist by nature, and making the leap to taking action is often daunting to me. Rosie chose flex, both because I'm hitting the gym and a much more important reason. In the pandemic, I've noticed my confidence dip. I used to be much more outgoing and self-assured. 
Seeing less of my friends, who are my greatest champions and cheerleaders, has taken its toll. This word is about both getting some muscle, but also permitting myself to celebrate wins and flex my talents to their fullest. Chelsea says, flourish. Plants can grow in low-level light or low water, or they can be on the brink and you can resurrect them. But a plant that is flourishing is in the perfect conditions for its growth. It is simply not reasonable for me to be continuing with goals that cannot happen. Travel to Europe, increase my volunteer tutoring, the conditions are not there. For 2020 and 2021, I really tried to push a square peg through a round hole and was constantly disappointed with my quote, progress, but I am only part of the equation. The circumstances need to be right in order to thrive. India's word is embrace. I'm getting married, so I wanted to pick a somewhat romantic word, but I also tend to be a very careful and fearful person. So I want to embrace the changes I'm making in life, getting a new pet, transitioning jobs, another year of grad school, while still embracing all the good things I already have in my life. Oh. Abby's word is soigné. She says, this is a French word meaning elegant or well-groomed. As a new mother who spent the last 18 months just barely taking care of herself in addition to her family and professional responsibilities, I felt the need to reconnect with my soigné self. Even if not dressed and quaffed to the hilt every day, I plan to ask myself how I can make each day just a little more elegant. This is also a theme I'm researching as part of my PhD dissertation, which is due to be submitted in 2022. Well, good luck with that. Mm, Claudia's word is recharge. I like recharge because it can include taking rest, whether mental, unplugging from devices, physical, sleeping, napping, and it can include taking action by doing things that recharge you exercise, reading, swimming, listening to music. Many of us constantly recharge our devices, but not (laughs) ourselves. Whenever I recharge my devices, I will let it be a reminder to recharge myself on a daily basis. Great idea. Camille says, now, I'm getting married in May and really want to live in the moment, to be in the here and now. I also want to seize the moment and do things I love with people I love, now rather than waiting for permission. It reminds me that this isn't my practice life. My fiancé and I picked the word together because these are goals we both share. Jane's word is done, as in get it done. I plan to finally submit my PhD thesis this year get it done. I will finally leave China. Get it done. I have been in an extended custody dispute with my ex-husband, but I finally see the end of the tunnel. I'm going to get that done too and move on with my life. I think this can also apply to the little things too. Those clothes I need to sort through just to get it done. No more putting off errands and chores. No more loopholes. Laura's word is more. She says, my sons both said more is one of their very first words, and they would always say it with such meaning and feeling, so enthusiastic to be able to voice that they desperately wanted more milk, more green beans, more toys, more everything. And I just love that spirit. I want to recognize when I want more of something and to go after it with enthusiasm. More dancing, more colors, more love, more fun, more rest, just more. I've even split my 22 for 22 list into categories of things I want more of. Love, beauty, fun, healthy habits, and getting things done. Lori's word is clear. I want to clear my brain of useless information gained from scrolling first thing in the morning. Today, I unsubscribe to political food, wellness, and other newsletters that are dropped into my inbox each day. I want to clear my desktops at home and at work, 
clear my calendar of things I don't want to do, clear my closets of clothes that I don't love, and clear my life of unwanted clutter, both mental and physical. Lauren says, when I was trying to think of my word of the year, I kept getting stuck on the word remove. I say stuck because while it got it, what I wanted to use as my theme for 2022, as in remove things from the sometimes overwhelming to-do list, the negative connotations of the word didn't match the positive energy I like for the start of a new year. So I turned to my trusty thesaurus and looked for synonyms, and sure enough, I found one I love as a theme, clear away. I was excited because the clear part can be a talisman in its color form, perhaps a piece of clear jewelry or something like that. It also reminds me to be clear and concise in my communications and to ask others to be clear about what they want from me. But the away part was giving me trouble at first. I've spent most of the COVID era on the move while we take advantage of this work from home time in our lives. Going away wasn't particularly consistent with the theme I want to go for, even if it will continue to be my reality for a while. But then it struck me, when I feel overwhelmed by all the things I need to do, I work full-time and in grad school, have a young child and a husband and a novel manuscript I'm shopping to agents, all blessings, (laughs) but lots to do, I often remind myself I'll find a way to get it all done. A way to get it all done. (laughs) Very clever. Melissa's word is health. 2021 knocked me out physically, then mentally, then came together in the end with a double whammy. So my only focus in 2022 is my health. They say you can't pour from an empty cup. So for my kindergartner and husband, I'm showing up for myself. This looks like having a solid bedtime routine, working out, going for stupid walks for my stupid mental health. That makes me laugh every (laughs) time. So it adds whimsy. Talk therapy, a healthy relationship with food. And that's my starting point. I'm being my rebel self by focusing on me this year instead of everyone else. McDonough says, peace. I am a grad student, third year PhD in econ, and honestly, sometimes my life is a complete mess. I am always stressed and anxious. For 2022, I decided to prioritize myself and take care of my mental health. Also, in one of your episodes, you suggested starting a club. As soon as I listened to that episode, I contacted my team chair to start the very first GPSA book club, and I am working on the second club, Happier Together, inspired by you two and your podcast. Yay! Yay. Carol's word is green. She says, green has several meanings for me. First, my favorite color has always been green. Second, I am trying to lose weight to get into the healthy green zone on all the weight and BMI charts. Third, I am trying to be better to planet Earth by making more green, environmentally friendly choices. Fourth, green means go on the traffic light. It's time to go places in 2022 with less fear of the pandemic. Jeannie's word is renaissance. Google states that the renaissance promoted the rediscovery of classical philosophy, literature, and art. At 59, this is my time to re-explore many artistic, creative, intellectual, and fun pursuits I had to put off due to limited time. And finally, Anastasia's word is rhythm. I'm heading back to work in the mental health field after having my second child and craving some structure and routine, but I know for my family and myself, we don't do well with rigid structure. Instead, I'm opting for rhythm, a flow to our days, but especially my mornings and bedtime for kids. Also looking for more physical flexibility through yoga and rhythm feels in line with that. So many great words. So many great words. It's just like 
Yeah, wonderful. So thank you so much for listeners for sending those in and keep sending them in. We cannot get enough. We talk about them all the time. Yes. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a repeat demerit, but first this break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen Rubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Gretchen Rubin. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, Now it is on Homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Okay, Gretch, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up this week with a happiness demerit. Okay, this is a repeat. I think it's a multiple, multiple repeat, but I, I'm really convinced. This time I'm really like, I'm going to give myself this demerit, and I'm, I'm really going to focus on this which is that I'm not doing my evening closer, which is when I take five to 10 minutes and just clean up my office before I leave for the day. I find that it's a good transition to do that. So it helps me in the night transition from work Mm -hmm. to home. Also, it's so much nicer to come in in the morning when everything's put away. I just feel like just I like the lots of room and I'm not fighting my way through papers and pens and all that. So by giving myself this demerit, Elizabeth, I am recommitting myself to this habit yes. that I know makes me happier. And I've just let it drift away. I love that it's called evening closer. I think that's cool. Oh, good. Yeah, we love vocabulary. <laughs> so, Elizabeth, what's your gold star? Take us up. My gold star is going to my writing partner, Sarah, and I know I've given her many gold stars, but she's often deserving of them. And I'm giving her a gold star because she has so much going on. Gretchen, she moved from LA to Ojai. She is going to be moving into a new house in Ojai. She is an only parent, so that's a lot of responsibility. It's just a lot going on right now. Well, plus she has season two, just like you do. (laughs) But Despite all this, she's 100% present creatively on season two of Fantasy Island, which can be really hard. It's very easy to be there, but not be there. 
but she's there. Thank goodness, because I need her brain. So I give her a big gold star for managing to be present on Fantasy Island, even as she's dealing with all these other things in her life. Gold star to Sarah. Um, and the resources for this week, Valentine's Day is coming up. Also Tuesday, February 22nd. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, yes. this new minor holiday. So if you need a gift, you can go to happiercast.com slash journals, and you can check out, I think, the one-sentence journal there and also the Memento book. I think both of those journals would make particularly good gifts for someone in your life. And for happier listeners, there's a special promo code. So use listener15. You will get 15% off when you purchase. Also, one resolution that people often make and then struggle to keep is the resolution to exercise. And of course, exercise is a key mm -hmm. to happiness and good health. Stitch Fix commissioned a study and it found that 89% of women who work out say that they're more likely to stick to their fitness goals when they're wearing clothes that make them feel more confident. Mm. Uh, beautiful tools make work a joy. Um, and the right equipment mm -hmm. can make it more pleasant and convenient to keep a habit. So we're teaming up with Stitch Fix to put an end to hashtag gym intimidation. So if you want to learn more about that, <laughs> go to Instagram at Gretchen Rubin and we're doing a giveaway. Ooh, yay. What are we reading? Elizabeth, what are you reading? I am reading Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead. I'm listening to it. How about you? I just finished A Swim in a Pond in the Rain by George Saunders, and I haven't picked out my next book yet. So that's exciting. Mm. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Push beyond that 30-day challenge. Let us know if you tried it and what worked for you. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And you know what I'm going to say. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend. Word of mouth is how most people find us. And follow, rate, and review us. And you can watch us on YouTube, too. YouTube.com slash Gretchen Rubin. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. So Gretchen, did you notice how many people thought when we said pick a derby name, we were talking about the Kentucky Derby? No, no and I think that's great. <laughs> Which never occurred to either no, of us. No, it didn't, but I think that's a great idea because that's my favorite thing about the Kentucky Derby <laughs> is the names of the horses. <laughs> so we have yet another try. Another, another twist on distant self-talk. <laughs> But anyway, it took people like the whole episode, apparently, to realize, wait a second, they're talking about roller derby. That just cracks me oh, up. Oh, that's funny. From the Onward Project.